Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they What an excellent day for an exorcism. You wouldn't be able to do these awful things to me if I were still in this chair. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Who's in the box? Put the gun down, baby. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the box? Wolves on the territorial range of about 300 miles, and they kill range of 30. If we're close to their dam, and if we're within that radius, then they'll come after us. How can we tell if we're close? We can't. What in God's name are you talking about? Yes, son, Mr. Thornton. Son of the devil. He must die, Mr. Thorn. You do not want to go that way. What's that way? Officer, sir. You do not want to go that way. We're going to the mall. Hello, Dexter Morgan. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire, in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing much better than Eric. Eric will not be joining us tonight because he can't even speak. He has laryngitis, he's shivering, he's running to the bathroom, and... A lot of other terrible things. Because he's sick. What are you going to do? It happens. But I'm doing good, Mike. Thank you. And in the state, or in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. And in the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada? It's Sean, and I'm glad to be back on the main feed for another guest appearance. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Thank you for joining us. It's always good to have uh, Sean join us as a sometimes co-host on the on the big podcast uh but he's always he's out of the she-hulk penalty box <laughs> and, and 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 the house of the dragon penalty box too i hey, the house of the dragon wasn't a penalty box man <laughs> anyway anyway uh for folks who are new to the podcast or who are we and how you stumbled upon us well we are uh, the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is a website at www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, the website has many things, including multiple podcasts. As we mentioned, Sean is uh, in the penalty box for a She-Hulk podcast and House of the Dragon podcast. And so we have multiple podcasts over there, including Dark Discussions Podcast, which is the main podcast and the original podcast, which has been around for just about 12 years now, maybe even longer. I don't even remember. It's where where we we have like brain started in 2011 so there you i go, think we're in our we're in we're we're halfway through our 12th year there you go there you go so so we'll hit 12 in march is when the website went up in the uh, april of next year 2013 will be uh the actual anniversary um so uh you can email us first of all which is uh discussions at aol.com or contact us on the menu on www.darkdiscussions.com, which will open up an email box. Whichever way you email us, please write in the subject, Dark Discussions Listener, uh, because we do get a lot of emails. And if you write Dark Discussions Listener in the subject, 
no matter which way you do email us, we will know it's specific to this podcast and not just uh, spam or some other random item uh, such as uh, uh, offer for an interview or review or something of that nature. Um, and uh, there's a couple other things too, which is uh, you can find us on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, uh, which is the Apple Podcast. Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found, that's where we're located under the Dark Discussions podcast feed. Uh, also on www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, Sean, what else can people find us there? Uh, they can also find the Patreon link, which if you have the financial wherewithal to do so, you can click on the link and uh, find a way to support the podcast. Any amount that you are able to donate is much appreciated because the podcast itself is free for everyone to listen to, but there is a whole bunch of uh, costs behind the scenes. So anything that you can donate is, again, much appreciated. For every $5 that you can donate each month, you can pick a movie that you would like to get a review done on, and every quarter it will go into a draw, and then one of the movies will be picked. And it could either be here on the Dark Discussions main feed, or depending what uh, genre or whatever it is, it could be on one of the sister podcasts. But again, anything you can donate, a dollar a month or whatever, anything helps. So so thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, any po- folks who donate. Uh, we do not have many that do, but the handful that do, uh, it's very helpful, and it keeps us um, going. Today is November 10th, 2022, for folks who are curious, because sometimes we don't release these episodes right away, uh, such as some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious when we uh, record our episodes. So uh, today, once again, is November 10th, 2022, that we are recording. Uh, so I think that's pretty much all the house cleaning. Uh, if we have time after uh, we talk about our topic tonight, we'll maybe discuss uh, what we've been watching, uh, things uh, that may be genre-related that uh, would be interesting to our listeners. Um, but we do also appreciate any emails because we do want emails to come in. Uh, we do want to read your emails on the podcast. We always love hearing feedback, knowing people are out there. We do know people are listening because we see our listener numbers. It's just that we don't uh, necessarily get as many um, people who actually want to talk to us. They just want to listen. But we do want to hear from you. And uh, once again... Because it's lonely. Dark, it's so, so lonely. It is. Dark Discussions Listener. Just write that in the subject. And we'll know it's specific to this podcast and not just uh, from a movie company or such that wants us to review their film. Uh, all right. So I think we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Mike, what are we going to discuss tonight? I, I am desperately hoping that I watch the right movie. And we are watching the 2022 film, Fall. TV tower. I haven't climbed since. Becky, if you don't confront your fears, you are always going to be afraid. <gasps> Let's do it. Let's climb your stupid tower. Oh, I'm so excited. 
the weaker we get. If anyone called 911, we'd be here by now. What is it that Dan used to say? If you're scared of dying, don't be afraid to live. That's right. Uh, Fall is a 2022 film. Uh, it was released uh, earlier in the year, not too long ago, actually, uh, August 12th. 2022 at theaters. It was actually a, a film that was possibly going to be a subject for the Dark Discussions Mystic Meetup. It's a, a yearly meetup that uh, the entire podcast, as well as a number of our listeners, come together and uh, hang out for a weekend and watch a film together and actually uh, podcast together uh, live in person. Uh, and this was a film that was almost considered, but uh, we landed up doing another film called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, this no, film I, here... I, 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 for one, like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies quite a bit, but I have a feeling that this one might have been more popular amongst the people gathered. Yeah. Uh, you you could like probably be better. right. Yeah, because I, I love Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as well. Uh, but uh, this film may have uh, been uh, a film that was more uh, appreciated by the large eclectic group of folk that uh, went with us to the theater that weekend. Uh, the film is directed by a guy named Scott Mann. Uh, it was also written and uh, co-written by him and Jonathan Frank. Um, Scott Mann has uh, done a couple other films, including Heist and Final Score, The Tournament, uh, and then a co-director of some film called Down Amongst the Dead. Uh, the film stars... Uh, Basically, uh, not many people at all. Uh, really, there's only three people of note. Uh, Grace Carolyn Curry as Becky, Virginia Gardner as Shiloh, and then uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, as James, uh, the father of Becky. Uh, those are pretty much the only three uh, people of importance uh, to the cast, in my opinion. Uh, the film uh, has gotten uh, excellent reviews. Uh, from uh, critics, or at least decent reviews, so 78% out of 134 reviews, which is pretty good. Uh, 
critical consensus says fundamentally absurd yet as evocatively minimalist as the title fall is a sustained adrenaline rush for viewers willing to suspend disbelief that's perfect um, that's perfect actually. that is yes. perfect sean and i were just talking about it a little earlier i was like i can turn my brain off and really enjoy this <laughs> uh the film uh got a b rating from audiences um and such uh the film uh was released uh the same weekend as bodies 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 as a matter of fact um it was a budget of three million uh pulled in 16.4 million um total uh during its box office run uh then it was pushed to vod and remained as purchase only for a good six to eight weeks uh they were really trying to force people to, to, interested in this film to buy it rather than rent it but uh only the past week and a half or so it became rental available uh i do know co-host eric who will not be joining us tonight because as we mentioned his illness uh he actually purchased it and he said that the extras for the purchase are actually pretty good even for a vod purchase uh, so I guess we can get into our thoughts on this film and how we heard about this film. And uh, let me start with Eric. Uh, he did send us a note because uh, he wanted to at least give his his uh, feelings on the film, even though he cannot join us. He says, my thoughts on fall. If you like movies, mostly set in one location with people talking, this one is pretty good. If that kind of movie bores you, this movie will bore you. I thought it looked great and was well acted. And I liked the twist. So uh, that's Eric's uh, opinion on the film. Uh, so uh, I guess we can go around here. And uh, I guess I'll start uh, how I heard about this film and what I thought about it. Uh, I heard about this film because during uh, our Mystic Meetup, Mike was reading off three or four films that were possibly coming out that weekend. Uh, he mentioned this film as one of them, but I did not uh, really pay much attention to it uh and it was not the film that we chose uh and then a couple of weeks later maybe four weeks later i saw the trailer and i don't know why i watched the trailer but I, I for some reason watched it and i thought the trailer was amazing um so i threw out that as a possible topic um but of course we still had to wait another three to four weeks because um not everybody would want to purchase pay twenty dollars to see a film um, especially going in blind. Uh, then Eric uh, mentioned he did see it, and he said it was pretty good, so we decided to do an episode, and it came out for rental. And so I watched it uh, over the weekend, maybe Friday night, uh, Saturday night, I can't remember. Uh, but either way, I watched it over the weekend. And, um, yeah, I love this film. I think this film is really good. Um, this may be my favorite film of the year, uh, pretty close. Um, minimalist, absurd. But uh, interesting, uh, some some serious flaws to the film in a sense, but uh, none of them that really bothered me that much. Um, but I, I did love um, the mental anguish of, of the characters, and not just because of where they were located, but because of their personal demons. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, I thought it was much better than, say, personal demons we saw in that uh, Blake Lively shock film from a couple of years ago that I thought were just crapola. Uh, these I thought were really good. It felt more realistic, more um, legitimate, uh, more, um, I guess, 
relating to me personally. So I, I enjoyed the film. I high recommend. Um, I would definitely watch this again with no issues. And yeah, I, I love this film. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah. Um, I like this film a lot. It's, it's very scary. If you're afraid of heights, even if you're not afraid of heights, it is, it's just, it keeps you on the edge of your seat really well. Um, I felt like the personal demons were natural. My only issue was it felt a little tropey to me. Um, I, you just get this story a lot in a lot of movies. Um, the it's kind of side story to the main story. Um, but the acting was really well done. Um, it was very believable. And that's what made it work really, really well. Because when you look at this, everything looks real. And that just boosts this movie up. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Mike. I don't think I ever saw the trailer for this, which is weird. Uh, Cause I usually see a lot of the trailers. Um, I saw the poster for it. Uh, that might've been my first exposure to it. That I remember looking up movies that were coming up for, like you said earlier for the mystic meetup. And that was coming out at the same time. Uh, and basically, you know, it's a it's a very high concept film, and high concept basically is sort of like, uh, you know, the, the well, if you go back into the uh, uh, into the the nineties, it was always it's, it was always something that you could easily pitch, and something like Speed as a high concept movie was Die Hard on a Bus, right? It's a, or you could argue Groundhog's Day was a very high concept film. It was like one man lives the same day over and over again, and, and what is this? This is basically Lifeboat on a Tower. Right. Um, it's similar to the movie Frozen, not the one with Elsa and uh, and uh, Olaf, but the uh, one with the guy from from Lost and uh, the Hobbit. What's this, what was that film called? Uh, uh, that was called Frozen. Uh, not yeah, not, not the actor name. Uh, was it Sean Ashmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the Ashton brothers. Yeah, something. Yeah, like where that. Or not Ashton, there, but one of the brothers. There were some Canadian brothers or something. The Ashmore brothers. Yeah, Ashmore. Right. Yeah. Where they're stuck on the, the the ski lift for a couple of days. Yes, yes. same basic idea. Um, <laughs> and and so no, I mean, there's no originality in that basic concept. X and Y are stuck together and have to survive. Will they be able to survive using just their wits in this hellish environment? And like even like 47 meters down is the same thing. It's just in reverse because they're at the bottom of the ocean. It's surrounded by sharks instead of in the ski lift surrounded by wolves, or in this case, on the top of a tower surrounded by vultures. You know, it's 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 really just a bizarre thing. That's the same thing. That is not a criticism, you know, because uh, you could just as easily talk about, you know, um, the crazy jaws versus with, with all the wolves around you. Yeah. The, well, right. So, but uh, it's it's a simple concept, and it sells well because it's a it's a delicious concept, and you really need to find. A, a good cast. I think they have a good cast. You need a, a decent script, and I think they have a decent script and some decent characters. And you have to have an original setting, right? You have to have that setting that's going to make at least some of your audience just say, nope, nope, uh, nope, I'm not doing it. I would not do that. I would never be there. I would never be in that circumstance whatsoever. That would be like my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, but that's that's what sells it, right? So... Uh, and that that works really well here. And I think the cinematography is really good. And this is we we talk about produ- production values. I think this gets a. I don't know how they did everything they did, 
I mean, I know. I've seen like the... I, I know. I read it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you will, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying right now I don't know. But I mean, I've seen like what is it? Was, was it Harold Lloyd on the clock in San Francisco, right? Where he's like hanging from the hands of the clock, the old silent comedian. Yeah. Or was that Buster Keaton? Buster Keaton, wasn't it? Okay, so where he's only hanging like five feet off the ground, but because the clock is on the top of a hill, and they don't show you, you know, that he's only five feet off the ground, it looks like he's you know. Well, that, that, that's you, you just figured out how they. How they did that? They they built a, a small tower on top of a mountain, to make which it is what like, I expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they do it very effectively. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, they may not be two thousand feet up, they still seem high up, and they still have to do some stuff. But anyway, so I like it a lot. I highly recommend it. Um, it's also not a traditional horror film, so if you have a uh, a family member or a friend. Who doesn't want to watch Terrifier 2, <laughs> you know, or Smile or something like that, uh, they may be more open to this because you could just tell them this is a survival thriller. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Right. This is a horror film, though, right? We would throw this in in our, our horror film category. I would because yeah. it's certainly playing on fears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and but again, you my- know. I was just going to say, my wife, I brought it up with her, and I said, it's not really scary, um, and I wouldn't put it in horror, but she was like, I told her what it was about, and she was like, that's horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm I think put it's it the kind horror. of thing, yeah. like, I wouldn't put it in horror as a, it's not like a Halloween horror, right, meaning a Halloween right. film. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I, I've said for a long time that, you know that I'm kind of tired of the arbitrary arguments about is something a horror film or not a horror film and Venn diagram, right? And it's like really a horror. The only reason you say a thing is a genre is to let people know what kind of movie it is. And to me, when horror fans find this a, 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 a fun film, I think most horror fans would, unless they're like only a fan of slashers or or, or something like that. Unless you're a fan of a very specific subgenre, um, I think most horror fans would get a kick out of this. Indeed, indeed. Uh, let's go, Hugh. Uh, Sean? Uh, I thought it was a very beautifully shot film. As someone who doesn't like heights, this had me like feeling sick to my stomach several times, which I guess is a an ode to their efforts because I'm not watching it on the big screen. I'm watching it on a like 40-inch TV or whatever, and it still was enough to get me feeling very queasy. So uh, very well done in that regard. Um, just I don't know what the tricks were that they pulled off to make it look as real as they did, but they did an excellent job for sure. And uh, casting was fun. Again, it's only very you know pretty much three people or whatever, but still thought that was good. And uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it's supposed to be what suspense thriller, but I would say it also has horror aspects as well. Just as the situation is horrific, it, at least it would be for me. So. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. There's, it's not a perfect film, but it's an enjoyable one to watch for sure. Right, By the way, I, I, I would even throw this into a similar category as, um, as the Descent. Uh, oh, yeah, that, very much yeah. so. Right, for some people, it's heights, and for, like if you're, if you're, have a fear of like uh, of tight spaces, you know that yeah. the Descent's going to do it. And there's a lot of similarities in that it's focusing well, yeah, it's on a couple all women, of women yeah, yeah. all women. Uh, on a on an excursion to try to help 
Someone um, fight their demons. Someone fight their demons after after a tragic loss. And there's a the surprisingly the idea too, and same idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's yeah, it's very much. But that was also the same thing with uh, was the ritual where you said it was basically, yeah, yeah. you know, the descent yeah. with with the scent of the forest with, with, with men with sausages. With men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with sausages. I, I or hot dogs, as, as I have to tell my daughters, because when I have to take them to the bathroom, I can't let them go alone. So they have to come in the men's room, and they always ask what urinals are for. And I go, well, why? Why can men? Do you sit on them? I go, no, no, men have boys have sausages or hot dogs. Hot dogs. They go, oh, okay, I get it. It's weird. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I, I, you know, you can't let like kid, little kids walk into a bathroom alone. They'll get raped or beaten or killed. Or well, something. you're you can't just say that men have cocks. You can't just go with that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, them to that real early. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it. Emphasis so, on exposed. They understand what a hot dog <laughs> looks like, so that, I think that works well. And I go, oh, okay, sounds good. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry for that weird excursion. But uh, anyway, like Mike said, it's uh, the uh, ritual was was descent with hot dogs or sausages, as you said. Um, so um, let's see, uh, Barrett, do we have a wiki or IMDb for this? Yes, we do. I forgot to tell you to prepare. Cause... You did forget to tell me to prepare. I actually have the wiki up, but um, I think it doesn't really give a... Okay, this is a really short one on IMDb. Um, best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a 2,000-foot radio tower. Okay, that's it's weird. pretty concise. <laughs> yeah, well, but Hunter's the last name, so I'm surprised I'm just... Well, because she gets called on. Hunter through the whole movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And also... Uh, um. Yeah, that's fair. All right, that 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 works for me. That works for me. And, and yeah, that works for me. So um, gives nothing away except that they go to the top of a tower, and you learn that pretty early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, you learn it from the freaking movie poster. Yes, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the whole it's <laughs> the whole concept of the film. Yep. So uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, so what we do here on Dark Discussions Podcast, basically what we do is we talk about the film. So not only do we review the film as we have generally been doing right now, uh, we also critique and dissect uh, everything about the film. So at a certain point, uh, we will throw up a spoiler and talk about everything and anything related to the film. Uh, but before we do that, we usually talk general stuff. And uh, that's what we're going to do for that. And so we'll just talk general, and then at a point we'll throw up the spoiler for you. Um, so uh, let's get into uh, some general stuff here. So uh, yeah, yeah, we we did mention this this film, even though it is a good film and fun and whatnot. I guess when you really, you know, people have been throwing out some pretty good titles. Yet it is there's nothing original about it. I mean, when you think about it, except that they transpose it to a tower. And maybe a few less characters, but yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, maybe not even like 47 meters down or whatever that film was called. That was just a couple of characters too. So, so he, and 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 the twist there was kind of kind of the same thing. So, yeah, there there is nothing original about the film at all. But it's strength. It, it's, it. it's strength is that it, it really looks real, and the the two main actors do such a great job that it's extremely believable. So. Yeah, yeah, these actresses are pretty awesome. Um, uh, they they were, were really good, really well picked for the role. Uh, both of them are, are have pretty good acting chops, even though they're fairly new to to I guess 
us. Um, the lead actress, Grace Caroline Curry, uh, she was in Shazam. Um, and people may know for her from there. And then the other oh, yeah. lead actress, uh, Virginia Gardner, who plays Shiloh Hunter, she is uh, the babysitter from the, the uh, Halloween Begins or Halloween or whatever the hell it was called from from the the latest trilogy, uh, where she gets wiped out in that film. Um, so uh, yeah, so both of them have, have uh, had some pretty decent roles. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Everybody knows who he is. I don't have to explain who he is. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, the, the film, film... I'll point out, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, if you're a big Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan, you're going to see it just because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in this. Yes. Um, yeah. He is in it for about a minute and a half at the beginning of the film and another minute and a half at the end of the film. Yeah. yeah. And, then he, and then he has the rest of the time off. So... Yes. And he barely uh, talks at the end. <laughs> yeah, and 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 to be honest, uh, that that being the case, you know, maybe if, whether he's the guy that dragged you into the film or not, uh, it really doesn't matter because uh, Virginia Gardner and Grace Carolyn Curry were, were, were pretty fantastic. Um, yep. and, no, but and, I think I think forewarned is forearmed, and you don't want somebody coming in saying, "Oh, I thought this movie would star Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He was barely in it." Uh, that's not the reason to see it. If you, well, I, it's not a bad reason to see it. I would recommend seeing it. If that's what gets you to watch it, great. Just don't be upset that he's not in it for more than well, three minutes. It, it, it would make no sense because it's not like they, they advertise the film as Jeffrey Dean Morgan's film. You know, I mean, he's, they don't even show him really in the trailer, from, to my knowledge. So, uh, but that's a fair point, Mike. You never know. People will go to IMDb and just look for Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and and they'll say, "Oh, a new film, 2022. I'll go see it." So that's a fair point. Um, all right, so, uh, where do we want to begin? Non-spoilery stuff, uh, we, we did mention how it falls into the category of, uh, various other type of films, uh, bottle films where people are struggling and to survive and are stuck in situations that they may have put themselves in. Uh, that's another thing that's, that's interesting about all these films is they're at their, it's their own fault, like just like like the descent, just like um, forty seven meters down, just like um, the ritual. All, all these films, it's their own fault, right? I mean, so that's another thing that's interesting about it. This this these two women, it's their own fault. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know where else to to, to talk about that's unspoiled. What anybody else want to add to this? Anything. Sean? Uh, not much without actually spoiling stuff. I think we might as well just get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll set it up first before we do throw the spoiler up. Basically what happens, a little more than IMDb, first five minutes of film. Um, we have our two lead girls. Uh, basically, we have, have um, Becky, uh, the lead girl, uh, who we, we pretty much figure out is is it's her film uh even though she may not be in the film anymore than the other woman but she's the quote-unquote final girl elite girl whatever you want to call it um becky played by grace carolyn curry uh she's on a rock climbing event with her husband uh played by mason uh gooding i think um and they're 
Oh, actually, no. It's uh, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. It's actually, and uh, they're they're climbing up this uh, mountains that's like literally horizontal, uh, and it's very high up in probably some place like Utah, and um, their friend Becky, we we find out is is there too, uh, who's uh, another probably eighty feet above them, and she's doing much better, and. A disaster happens. Um, I kind of knew it was going to happen because (laughs) once they showed the hole, you knew it was going to be a bird hole, and yeah, you knew the bird was bad choices. Bad choices. Yeah, and you knew the bird was going to come out and and freak everybody out, and there would be a disaster. And so I thought they would have done a bear. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not at that height, but uh, um, so in the first five minutes, uh, the husband he dies. He falls and he's dead. Um, and then they go to credits. And that's pretty much the setup of the film. Uh, at this point, we'll, we can throw up the spoiler alert, uh, talk about everything and anything. Um, so the spoiler alert is up. Uh, so we will talk about everything and anything. I right. appreciated the fact that when I was watching this, I'm sure I am not alone. I just was thinking, oh, so they just recreated the opening from Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> bring it uh, up, <laughs> right? And it's not sure I think well, I can't remember which girl calls the other one, but one of them calls the other Ethan Hunt, um, or maybe because the husband Ethan Hunt, referring to Tom Cruise's character in Mission Impossible, because they're barehand. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. There you go. Excellent call, there, my Excellent call. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's insane. I, I yeah, free climbing. It's scary to me with ropes. Free climbing just seems so crazy to me, but you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it. people do it. People love it. Yeah, people do you know they enjoy certain things? They like skydiving. They like all these things. I, I'm not that type of person. Uh, it doesn't really interest me. My hobbies are standing at, at a kitchen countertop cooking. You know, so and that and is enough to make me feel alive. But some people they need something else, and it appears that these folks need that. Um, so yeah, for me, it's like, so you like doing things where one little mistake can kill you. Right. And it's right. like, it's like, do you, are you, are you just that much of a superior person than I am? Do you not make mistakes that often? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if I can make walk like from my, my bed to the, to the bathroom without tripping and falling over something. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I give credit to people who could do that, but there's, but I'm one... also, I think you're fucking crazy. Yeah, there's one scene that really brings that home, and that's when they get to the top of the tower, and they do oh, the, yeah. po- the posing. That right there just had me going, "Oh my god!" That's yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that was pretty. pretty <laughs> yeah, I pretty don't insane. like ladders, and I mean, like, I don't like step ladders. I mean, I just don't. Yeah. It's not that I have a problem with heights; I have a problem with falling, and it's just um, right. right. I, I, well, it's yeah. hard for me to fall if I'm not up high. I mean, I, I was, I was, I've been skiing since I was like four years old, and I, I've don't like um, uh, ski lifts for a number of reasons. One is because I just hate the cold, and, and when you're up there, the wind just blows on you, and you just oh, freeze like, horrible. oh, it's terrible. But also, you, you know, you just sit on on a thing with a bar, and it's like this this kind of sucks, you, you know, um, you know. And we saw the movie Frozen, as we we discussed, and and even though that takes place in New Hampshire where I live, 
and there's wolves there. There's no wolves in New Hampshire, so that was just a lie. But you know, it was a, it was a good plot point to make it even more scary. But you know, you know, you, you could just slip, and it's it's. I mean, it doesn't happen. It barely ever happens, if ever at all. But you know, I mean, it's, it's the natural fear of, of like. I'm just hanging by a bar. It's crazy. Right, and so, when you think about it, I mean, you're sitting in a chair. So how often are you sitting in a chair and you just go, whoopsie, and you fall out? Right, right. <laughs> right? It doesn't happen <laughs> right. most of the time, unless you have some weird-ass vertigo. Right. Um, and yet, and yet, we were afraid of us falling out of that freaking chair. Yes. Yep, exactly. And so here, you know, like we, we have people climbing – mountains and we're not talking about uh hiking we're, we're talking climbing and and yeah one mistake you know that even, even if you don't die i mean just just to do one of those falls as as you do with with a rope around your you could break a, a vertebrae in your back you could slam against the, the, the side of the rocks and break your arm ribs you know so so it's 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 not necessarily safe um, but you know, a lot of people do it and, and most of the time nothing happens, nothing bad happens. Well, but, think about like Everest. I mean, there's no oxygen up there or very low oxygen. You're basically dying when you get to a certain point. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. That's true. It's and, insane. And, yeah. I mean, we went up uh, Mount Washington. Uh, we took the cog railway, so, so we didn't, we didn't climb it, but at a certain point, um, you're not even allowed to, uh, camp anymore because it's above a certain point on the mountain that it gets cold and you you can die so there's there's literally one spot where if once you pass this line you cannot camp and if you do you you'll you'll you know be kicked off the mountain if they find you because there's a chance you'll die so you know it's yeah it's just weird things like that you know that you don't even think of um and people you know they do, do it, it to say they did it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do it to say they do it. Yeah, there's no other reason to do it, really. I mean, you're not getting an award or anything. It's not like like the president's going to call you and say, congratulations. So our lead character, Becky, she becomes uh, what we call a vegetable because uh, she saw her husband die in front of her. Uh, she was uh, happily married with him. Um, he was her, her best friend her companion all these things and now she's a widow at the age of 20 something um so she's a vegetable um and rightfully and understandably so um and she's become a recluse uh hasn't talked to her friend shiloh hunter the, the girl that she was with when her husband died uh for months uh she doesn't talk to her father anymore uh, I, I honestly don't know how she supports herself because um, it doesn't appear that she has a job. Um, but obviously, they must have some sort of bank account that can afford mortgage and, and whatever. But either way, it's been a, a good year or half a year or something like that where she's basically just been uh, sleeping through life. And when I say sleeping through life, I mean literally uh, just sleeping, not not even sleeping as in walking um in tunnel vision but also trying just sleeping away her, her days um anything else that anybody wanted to talk about to set up the mass depression of someone that just 
lost their spouse and, and still can't deal with it a year later. Well, you get the situation where you get to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan's uh, first appearance where he's yep. the dad trying to convince her to, you know, approach this differently because as he questioned her husband from the start, it's pretty much hinted at. And he even makes the point that like, if she had been the one who had passed, would he be drowning his sorrows alone at the bar? And probably not. So yeah, yeah let's talk about that. Um, well, yeah, we I, don't I, know the guy's character enough because the only time we get to see him is on the mountain. So right. he doesn't seem like a dick there. They well, seem I, to I don't, along. I don't. I don't think he he ever was a dick. To be well, to be honest, what, what, no, no, no. I mean, to her personally, and when they're together. I mean, whether what do you, you know whether he's cheating. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. So the 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 father. Um, I I think he's out of line, and I think he's out of line. I agree because it, it's just weird. His his. Well, she did miss. She did misunderstand what he said because she took it a certain way, and that's that's exactly how arguments like that go. Yeah. Um, she took him saying that he's just a horrible person, but that's not what he was saying. Right. Um, he was saying something a little different than that, with a little more nuance. But um, that's. In her he speech, was, she could. He was see trying it to say, way. "Don't throw your life away over the, over over him." Right. Um. Which which I don't care how wonderful he was, you which would still basically be saying that, and and the deceased should would be sitting there in spirit, nodding in agreement. Yep. Um. So I she she took right. no. He I said don't, it we, wrong. No, we do not. Well, the I don't even know if he, Well, no, well, I, for I, him I, to I'm say to, to be. The father said something dinky. He said, well, if he was alive and you were dead, he'd be out partying and, and looking for other women. You know, that's what right. he was buying. And he should have said it differently. What he should have said was, if it was the other way around, he would still wish you were with alive and with him, but he would continue living his life and trying to move on. You know, that's that's the proper way to say it, but the father right. was being an idiot. And not, I mean, the proper way to say is that he would want you to move on. Right. right. Um, and she's saying, but and she's also, though, being overly defensive and he's which is what pushes him into this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and trying to say he has no right to, you know, to, to try to interfere. It's like, well, you know, honey, I hate to tell you, but it's, it's your dad. Your dad has every right to get in, involved in your life when you were flushing it down the toilet. You know, when you were psychologically, emotionally unstable and unhealthy, um, the people near you and close to you and who love you have every right to try to intervene. Yeah. Um, and, well, and she's and, drunk all the time. So it right. looks like, so she can't even think rationally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing is that the father, yeah, he was, he was trying to help. I just think he didn't know how to help the correct way. Well, you can't. It's almost impossible to help someone in that situation. They have to help yeah, themselves. I mean, unless you're going to throw them in a place where they have to get sober and they can't leave because you've had them committed, <laughs> and that's a big choice. So, you know. right. And, and to be honest, I, I don't even know if she was really an alcoholic at all. I, I don't think she was. I think she was just boozing it up to just like she was sleeping. You know, it was just yes. thing. You know, but it was so, the stuff with her in the pills, though, right? Drown it right. all. Yeah, yeah. It's it not. Out. It's not that she was an alcoholic. It's that she was probably suffering from depression. Yeah, yeah that's um, that was the problem. Yeah, exactly. And, and she she needed something, you know. And you know, we we can argue 
um, you know, you don't really need therapy or <laughs> if, as long as you have a, a friend who's willing to take you out and show you a good time and teach you the error of your ways. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you don't, don't try to get mental health by doing what they do the characters in films who right. heal immediately after one, one exhilarating weekend. Right. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, she basically tells her father to f off and get away and all this. Um, so we get our one minute and thirty second uh, cameo by Mr. S- uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, yeah, Morgan. yeah, he has Pop three names. I was trying to. I was... Egan, comedian. John Winch- Winchester. Yeah, that's just a Papa Winchester. Yeah. Um, the the guy from was it Possession? Possessed? Possessor? Yeah, one of those. Yeah. The Dybbuk Box guy. Yeah. Wasn't he the one from the Dybbuk Box? Or is that somebody else? Yeah, he was in the Dybbuk. Yeah, he was. He was in that one. He was in that one crappy horror film from like two years ago. Well, year actually, ago. people would say that was a good film, right? People liked that that Halloween film. What film was that film? Uh, she was in Virginia Gardner was in Halloween. The, no, the talking, we're talking about Jeffrey. We're talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan film. Oh yeah, yeah. He was the he was in that um no that Jewish Exorcist film. Right, right? the Dybbuk box. That's that's yeah. That's no. I was talking about the film he was in last year that was pretty bad where he's a reporter. He was a disgraced reporter and there's someone. Oh who, right, yeah. I know what you're talking performing about. miracles. Yeah. I don't and remember it, that film. Did we do it? Yeah, wasn't it? No, it was not a good film. It was not a terribly good film. Uh, uh, some terrible, terrible effects. By the way, the girl uh, that played Hunter was also in a show called Runaways um, that was pretty good as a Marvel show. Yeah. That was on Hulu. That's it. Okay. Oh, oh so she's been in, in, in uh, superhero films, too. Oh, yep. shows, too. Yeah. Oh, the Unholy. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I know what you're talking about. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, either way, uh, uh, so... so uh, Virginia Gardner that plays Shiloh Hunter, she shows up and she tries to make her her friend happy. And then we kind of find out that maybe she uh, was told to come or was asked by uh, her father, played by uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, to help out and, and to come. Right. I mean, that's what I got out of it. Am I right to think that? Yes, that, that's yeah. She even right, said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure her 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 father wasn't expecting uh, Shiloh to, to suggest what she did, but but yeah, that, <laughs> or was... how it would turn out between them up at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, Hunter uh, or Shiloh, I guess we'll go, I'll just call her Hunter because she goes by her last name. Um, wants her friend. Uh, to come out with her and do another climb, basically face her her fears and face her um, sadness in a sense by doing another climb and this time on a old radio tower that's not used anymore or TV tower that's not used anymore in the middle of the desert um, that uh, is one of the tallest structures in the world. So we're talking about a, a, a tower that's like as tall as the Empire State Building. Um, and at first, uh, Becky thinks that's nuts, but then she just has this weird, and I don't know if I, it was that believable that out of the blue she goes, you know what? 
I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. Uh, but she doesn't says that basically, and she agrees. Um, am I missing anything? No, that's pretty much it. That's 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 more or less the setup. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about, I guess, uh, Becky now. So Becky uh, is a uh, a pretty hip chick, uh, social media star, has like 60,000 followers, uh, and she basically has a, a YouTube or Twitter or Rumble or something channel that basically... She's an influencer. Yeah, yeah. influencer. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's an influencer that does hiking and climbing and things like that. And so people follow her because of that. But as uh, she says later in the film, or not too much later, but later in the film, you know, she knows she's a good looking woman and she always wears low cut uh, tops. uh, And she says uh, tits for clicks. And, and sure enough, that is true. Um, the, I think I mentioned this once before on a prior episode when we were talking about influencers because we, we've had a few movies where influencers were important to the plot. Uh, there was this woman that used to play guitar and she just disappeared like two years ago for no reason. No one knows what happened to her. But she used to play guitar and she used to get like 100 views on YouTube. And then one day after like doing it for like four months, she started wearing low-cut blouses and, um, you know, to show her, her very ample cleavage. And suddenly she literally got like two to three million views immediately and was like a huge influencer for like four or five years until maybe she got married like two years ago and just quit YouTube. Um, and there has been like a lot of other podcasts talking about how that aspect uh, showing boobs uh, cleavage was enough to get someone that was a really good guitar player that barely anybody cared about to suddenly get two to three million views. And so uh, Shiloh Hunter, she's kind of one of those people where she knows that she's good looking. She knows how to work the internet. And she also has something that puts herself, um, I guess, different from the regular pretty girl that you would find on Instagram or YouTube or wherever. She has a thing going, which is she does these incredible um, hikes uh, or, or cliff cliff uh, climbings and such, and and that's part of her her channel, I guess. Um, so I'm assuming, and we don't, I don't know if this happened after her friend's husband died, or if she was already a social media influencer prior to that. But I'm I'm thinking prior just because the amount of followers she has. Right. It's like a year after he dies, right? Where they're yeah, going the out. After. So that would be a pretty fast build up to sixty thousand. Well, and but you know though, that's the thing. You know, show the show the cleavage and so, boom, you can get Yeah, I agree with you. It you could know? it could be fast, but I still think it's probably she probably was beforehand. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But either way she she's she's pretty pretty good. I mean sixty thousand uh, fall is, is is pretty 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 solid um for sure especially in a a world where there's hundreds well, of millions of, of influences you know yeah and I mean? she's saying it's enough to trade trail for her to go around the world traveling wherever she wants 
So right, right, right. it's obviously paying the bills for her to just do her nomadic lifestyle. So it's got to be right. fairly good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've read so many articles where um, women who don't even have her her um, idea, where they're just pretty women, that are models for on Instagram, where they get free trips to all these exotic places, and they get uh, influencing, where where you know they they have energy drinks or they have whatever. And and they get all this money and free trips and stuff just by promoting products and hotels and stuff, and they can live that way without having a eight to five job like like the rest of us. So uh, it appears that this may be the case with uh, this 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 woman here, Shiloh Hunter. Uh, even today, I, I was reading about Olivia Dunn, I think her name is, who's a, a gymnast for I think LSU. She's 20 years old, and uh, now with the NIL uh, change in the NCAA, she pulls in like $2 million a year by selling um, products and and her own image on on YouTube and Instagram and all this other stuff. Um, And obviously, and she has uh, the gift of of being a a Division I gymnast. So you, you you can pull in a lot of money without um doing anything but being a influencer and I, i'm assuming that's that's what's going on here and that's what you're applying to paradise right yeah 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 um and by the way uh uh tits for clicks is, is probably the best line ever in a film um so <laughs> where we want to go from here uh i guess we'll talk about the the uh i guess uh sean you said i wasn't going to steal this line from you you said you wanted to talk say this line about the okay the chekhov's vultures yes yeah. yes <laughs> yes explain what's going on here what's, what's going on i know i know it's a tough scene but, but it is so a tough they come scene. across the vultures and now i want to put out something as a as a uh a defense of for vultures because in this movie they take vultures to a place that vultures do not go uh, in the real world, vultures do not attack humans. They do not go near humans. <laughs> they go after dead bodies. Dead bodies. That's it. So this movie goes to some extreme lengths to show some, I don't know if they're n- newly mutated or evolved uh, vultures or vultures from another timeline. <laughs> but they got some pretty crazy vultures in this show. So anyways, you, they come across a I – th- is it supposed to be a boar, I think? is, is uh, I, the think it, I, think, I thought it was a goat. A wild or something, goat. whatever it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So it comes across – the, they think it's a dead carcass. It's not, and the vultures are picking at this dying body, and they are upset about it. And then Shiloh makes the comment about its survival of the fittest, which seemed to be another – thing that would be coming back later in the story and then they make their way to the tower and you realize just how tall said tower is and i think there's a couple of scenes even where they show as they're just starting the ascent of the tower where it's like shaky and the wire is looking like it's not very steady and like stuff is falling off maybe this isn't the best thing to be climbing at this point in time and it just gets worse it's rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Does not look in good shape. <laughs> Would not be climbing. 
And yeah. then there's a point even when yeah. they get up, where they're going up, and like you can see like the screws or whatever are falling out, and Hunter or Shiloh, whatever you want to go by, um, is like shaking the ladder to, as a joke. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I would not want to be with this person. And this is another point I think I made to you, Phil offline was if either of these people ask you to go climbing anything run the other direction people die go away don't do anything with them so that was my point we also had Chekhov's charger oh yes <laughs> that's a good one there's a lot of Chekhov action going on here <laughs> yep Yeah, yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, for, for the vultures uh, and, and the, the dead animal, or the animal that wasn't dead, uh, a couple of things that were weird about that scene. One was the vultures didn't pick out the eyes. Um, I would assume that's what, you know, when I've seen other movies where people or animals are still alive, the eyes are always the easiest thing to go for. Um, but also the thing that was odd, too, was they didn't, put it out, it out of its misery and I, I mean it maybe it's hard to do that but it would have been hard to just leave it there just walk yes. away yes. I yeah. Agree. yeah i couldn't have and the yeah. other thing i know this is another side point but i was gonna i mentioned i think just to you barrett the choice of footwear i don't know if i'm not a climber person so maybe someone can correct me on this but i don't think i would be going in converse high tops to climb anything yeah <laughs> just 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 a, I do not see how you would get any traction from those shoes. And I don't imagine you're playing basketball at the top of whatever it is you're climbing. So I'm not sure why you would be wearing them. But that was a thing that kind of was like I was not understanding myself. Yeah, I, 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 that's a really good point. I mean, it, I didn't really think about it. But um, whether that's that's legit point or not, um, you would think, especially Becky – I mean, not Becky, especially Shiloh, uh, but most certainly Becky, too, because it appears that they've, they've been doing this for a long time, uh, both of them, that they, they would know the proper type of footwear to use. Um, but maybe the movie, the writer, the two writers just decided to not even think about it. Like, was it I important? think partly they wanted them to be distinctive shoes. I guess because yeah. it, does, it does come up and they're red yeah. and yeah, they're very distinctive. So yeah. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Right. Um, they, it, well, they weren't even really basketball sneakers. They, they, they were like the old 1970 something sneakers that no one wore anymore, but only came back to be hip about five to eight years ago. Um, so it's not the, the type of, you know, James Worthy, New Balance sneakers that we all saw back in 1987 or something. So, yeah, it was more of like the, the floppy cloth type sneakers, right? Am I right? It wasn't like the hard. Yeah, right, no, they were the, the cloth sneakers. ones. Yeah. They were yeah, the cloth yeah. ones for sure. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree with you sean so i i don't know maybe yeah maybe it was just because they would be distinct and they wanted them to be distinct because they do play an important part in the movie later so they're checkoffs sneakers but yeah I, I don't know if they would be the the appropriate ones to to use for for such a uh a climb i i don't know so barrett you were saying that you just think that they used it as a plot device and they were hoping no one would care or notice yeah, well, just because they wanted them to be distinctive, because at one point, 
the sh- both shoes are in different places, yeah. and it it kind of leads to the realization of what's happening to the one girl at a certain point. I know I'm avoiding the the main spoiler just because we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um. All right, so just get it up, uh, set it up. So yeah, they they climb up the 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 thing. Uh, Becky almost chickens out, but she finally agrees to do it anyway. Um, and they get to the top, or uh, Shiloh does first, and then as Becky's about to make it to the top, um, and you know we see the check off screws because they keep on falling off and slipping out or whatever. Sure enough, the, the ladder goes, and uh, Becky uh, has to be pulled up, and then the ladder falls. And at this point, there is no ladder anymore that leads back down to the ground. Um, so they're going to have to figure out a way to get down. Um, and this is where Becky starts doing her... her um, uh, Barrett, as you called it, the, the, not Becky, but uh, Shiloh does her uh, hanging thing. Yeah. Right? Well, they both do it. Yeah. But the other one do. isn't like, doesn't want to. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, because she doesn't really care. The other one's just doing it for her, her, her website. And then she asked her friend to do it. And so their friend finally says, yeah, sure, I'll do it, even though she didn't want to. Um, and basically it's hanging by one or two hands where if they slipped or something, they're dead. Um, and they film each other doing it. And a couple of things is weird about it is because they're doing this and caring about all this stuff. But the moment the ladder goes and they didn't prepare with enough rope, I think for me, I would be in panic mode and not even care about Get in the video at that point. I know. Like, I'd be thinking about how I'm going to get down immediately. Yeah, and especially when they find out that they can't even post the videos anyway because there no internet up there. But anyway, right. go on, Barrett. Well, and it's just like if they had just brought a couple extra lengths of rope, they'd have been fine, you know. Yeah, maybe not yeah. fine, well, but they would not have fine because the whole ladder was gone. But yeah. well, they would have had an opportunity to maybe tie them all together to get down. But because um, the whole ladder was gone from that point down to that first base. So yeah. if they had gotten to there, they could have gotten further down. Now, they probably wouldn't have been able to bring enough rope to get down. But right. only having one thing of rope. Come on. And, right, and the, right. I brought up to Sean. I don't understand why they were connected together because they weren't connecting to anything else but each other. And the odds are you're going to get pulled off if one of the two falls. Even though we see in this movie that doesn't happen, they're able to save each other several times. But <laughs> despite the that, force of someone falling, yeah. but and that's what we talked about, right? Was that when you're thinking about when the situation where Becky first falls, when the ladder's collapsing, like I don't know how uh, Shiloh had the strength and the reflexes to be able to hold on with that much momentum and, and with just one arm and force with one arm. Yeah, and okay. the other arm's holding onto the the rope. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, right, that was hard right. to believe, but I just had to let that go and enjoy them. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we we can assume that these women are a little more stronger than just a regular person, just for the fact that 
you know, the type of hobby they have. And we can also assume both of them are um, more uh, uh, BMI, uh, body mass index, uh, correct for their, their height, weight proportion. So, you know, they're, they're, say they're five, four, and they probably weigh 105 pounds each. So, you know, it's not like they're, they're 150 pound woman or something like that. So that maybe makes sense that, okay, they're a little stronger and their weight is a little less than, or, or let me rephrase, not a little less, but well, probably a little less than most Americans, but but normal for their height or what is appropriate for their height. So it, it could make sense that they would be able to pull each other up a little easier than, say, uh, regular people who aren't working out like they do and aren't at the proper weight that they are at for their height. But again, um, the pulling you're, you're, up doesn't bother me. It's the it's yeah. the fall, the amount of force yeah. that they yeah. she would have taken on that one arm. Her arm probably would have been ripped out of the socket. I mean, right, right, right. That was because a this lot is, of force. Is, right, this isn't Mission Impossible where right. you know, the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> okay, yeah, these are superheroes, spies, and all this other stuff. These are just regular people, and the movie tries to take place as realistically as possible. So. I would concur. Yeah, I mean, you, you you would break your 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 ball joint probably, you know, from the force of holding a hundred pound woman from falling, um, you know, or if if even possible, right? It's probably not yeah. even possible. Well, and the the rope's like fifty feet long, right? Right. So she falls a, a distance of fifty feet and it stops. Yeah, right, right, right. So her back should be messed up is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with that right. kind of impact cuz like it's yeah. a car crash, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh dude, I I broke my arm as a kid from just you know, you know how they tell you never fall backwards and put your arms down because if you fall backwards you can break your arms. And and you you know, you never pay attention to that, but what happens is even even if the fall isn't that much of a fall, you know, and, you know, I'm, I was, like, I don't know, like 15 or something at the time, and so I weighed like 110 pounds or something. That's still 110 pounds, which is like two cinder blocks dropped on your arm. Right. So, right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So, so people are yep. like, how could you break your arm by just falling backwards? Uh, because it's put your arm out, and then I'll drop two cinder blocks, which is 105 pounds on your arm, and we'll see if your arm, you know, snaps or not. And they go, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying now. So, yeah, you guys have an excellent point there. It's like... Yeah, that fifty foot drop in the the pull, yeah, that that would fuck you up big time. And and you know, I I think that logically, but I'm okay with it doing it. So it's yeah, not yeah. like a horrible thing to me. It's just one of those things where I noticed it and went, eh, whatever. There are some movies where if they're like doing true events, where that would bother right. me more. But this isn't a true event. They're just doing something, you know, a drama. So right, right, yeah, and 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 to give credit. You know, even though that these are somewhat nitpicks and whatnot, this film here, when they do their hangs and jumps and things, it's it's very more suspenseful than say a Marvel film yeah. or or a Mission Impossible totally. film, where we know if he jumps from the helicopter to the airplane wing or the train or whatever, you know, nothing's going to happen because it is a Mission Impossible or a Marvel film. Here, you just don't know, right? 
Well, and one of them doesn't turn out well, so. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, where do we want to go from this point here? Um, I think we could probably get into the plot of the the problem they have with each other. Well, before before we get into that problem, I want to ask you, Sean, because I've talked to this with you offline earlier today, that that really good quote by Shiloh Hunter, that character, was that before? Well, that was before, yeah, because they were still at the hotel when they were just ready to get ready to leave the hotel to go to the tower. A living quote? Or oh yeah, I I thought that she said that at the top of the. Top. Oh, I thought you meant the other quotes. Sorry, Phil. I thought yeah, you yeah. Meant the all right, other one. yeah. All right, let's talk about both quotes. Let's talk about both because uh, I don't even remember the the other one you're talking about, but they sound the related. The one that's uh, for clicks. Oh no, oh. no, we already talked about the clicks. <laughs> yeah, the clicks. yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I'm talking about the the one about uh yeah living the one that you were talking about, Brad. That wasn't that at the top of the tower. It is at the top of the well, tower. Was you it, hear it. You was hear it, it twice. After, but, yeah, because oh, uh, but was it what, so? Did she say it once before the twist, or once and once after, or did or what? I think once it, before the twist, and then you get her narrating at the very end with that quote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that quote because I thought that was the most interesting line of the whole film. I liked honest. it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I couldn't. It it really explains everything about that character, Shiloh's character. That one line, yeah, is everything because it really just shows you that. She's just not a happy person. That she's she's has demons and and issues and sadness and life is a struggle more than fun. Um, and basically, what she says is uh, the reason she she goes life is so short that you have to do things like this to just feel alive, something like that. And the way she says it, curled up in a ball when she's saying it, and and her tone, it makes you look at her character and go, my God, all this that we see, this really pretty woman who has all these followers, who seems like she's secure and 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 you know feels good about herself and feels you know fits in her body well and all this other stuff, is really, really. A sad person, like I guess everybody, like everybody, yeah, yeah. exactly, just you know? like everybody, you know, and 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 so it it was like really hit me with like a like out of nowhere, like I like you know, it's like boom, punched in the in the gut, and it's like oof, that's tough um, because it it kind of is sad because here's this woman who has her, her whole future ahead of her who. You know, seems well adjusted. Seems like she could be happy and would be happy. And then she really, basically, thinks about how her life is just passing her by, and that she's doesn't feel. She doesn't have any 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 like she doesn't feel alive unless she does these insane things, yeah. and and also probably getting clicks as well, and because and that somehow fills whatever emptiness she has. And even that isn't enough to fill the emptiness that she has. Well, and it's funny because I think that she feels like unless she's doing something that dangerous or crazy, nothing else is real. 
Yeah, that's a good, that's a fair tune. Yeah, it's all just a YouTube thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's all it's all just acting. Um, so the only feeling she gets is when she's doing those crazy things. Right, right. What, what about you, Sean? What do you think think about about that line and, and what what it also means and what you interpreted it as? Well, I guess like you were talking about, I think we talked about this offline. Is that again, like we're talking about the characters, right, between Becky and Shiloh. And I think we kind of had discussed about that out of the two characters, I thought Shiloh was more charismatic and that she felt deeper, even though I don't think she was intended to be. I think it was supposed to be Becky's the one you're supposed to be following and, you know, having the deeper connection with. So her having that uh, outlook on life uh, said a lot about where she was. And it wasn't a happy place. And so I think that added a level of, like you talked about, sadness. When, you know, we, we you know, dealing with mental health issues and, and stuff is usually not easy. But when you're, uh, it doesn't sound like she has a super support system. Well, and as we find out, they're both in the same place, right? Yeah, yeah. They're and both in the exact same place, but one, it doesn't seem like it, and the other is so acting out so much, she's way deep in it. It's it's an interesting dichotomy between the two of them. Sorry. Well, and it's yes, also but... an interesting dichotomy, too, because one is living with guilt and also can't really mourn the same way as the as Becky, because Becky is the one that's, that's married uh, and the widow, while... Uh, we find out later in the film, which is which is the twist, and we'll talk about how the twist is is resolved and how they figure it out. Uh, is is that Shiloh was having an affair with her husband? They weren't um, married yet, though. Ne- oh, it was, was four this be- months, and it was before they got married. Okay, okay, and and so the you know so Becky. Is, you know, is the is the typical normal widower or, or widow? I'm sorry, and and Shiloh, who may have been the the better match possibly, but you know met met the husband too late or just fell into uh, something that was forbidden, and she in theory loses someone too that was close to her. But she isn't supposed to be close to him, and so she isn't even a widow, and yet she still has to is mourning, even though she can't mourn publicly or anything either. So, so it's a, it's a weird situation for her. And the thing is that that line where she talks about stuff um, oddly made me feel more sad and more bummed for her than. Becky, who was supposed to be the lead character and the one that was, I guess, victimized in a sense. But the difference is that that Becky's sadness was the result of something I guess she can't control, you know, just random, random bad luck. Her husband dies in an accident. While Becky's sadness felt more real because it's just a, seemed like a natural sadness of, of how life can beat someone down and and life is meaningless and life is this and life is that and so i i related more to shiloh because of that 
Well, she just had a more charismatic personality, which made it easier to relate to her, um, at least at this point in both their lives. <laughs> um, but I agree with you. It was it was much easier to sympathize with her, even though she's the person in the wrong. And it's very odd. You don't usually get that feeling from a, a movie. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it wouldn't have been that way if she had cheated with him while they were married. I think that would have given a totally different dimension to it. Yeah. But because it was before they got married and she broke it off with him when she found out they were going to get married, um, I think that made a difference. And I think it made a difference to Becky that that was the case as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and also having um, Shiloh sadness and depression or whatever you want to call it, uh, un, unexplained except for being alive. That's, I mean, that's all you can really think of. It's just her being alive. Living is pain. Living is, is sadness. Living is, you know, whatever. So it it kind of made it more um, interesting of a character too, because I would love to know what happened through her, her life to make her have these really sad feelings that we never really find out because you know, we're it's, we're not exploring her her problems. She mentions them, but she, we're not exploring them. While we know Becky's sadness is directly related to becoming a widow. And um, I think that's the the interesting where you understand more of why she is a YouTube influencer. Then, yeah, it's yeah. because it seems like she's getting whatever worth she does have is that worth. The worth of other people liking you, whether it's genuine or real or not, it's just having that feel that you're popular. Well, that's an interesting thought, too, because at one point she gets really mad at Becky because Becky's basically saying she's a whore for YouTube. Exactly. Um, And she gets really mad at that because I don't think she likes seeing that part of herself. She just wants to do it, but not really think about the consequences to herself. Um, yeah, right. because it, interesting. Because it right, requires well, you then, if you know that, then you have to change it, right? right and if you don't right. know how to change it, then what do you do? Uh, also, 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 Becky saying it, she's saying it. The, this, she's kind of like her father, right? Saying it the yes. absolutely wrong re- way. You know, the, if she had said it a different way, like, you know, what, what, are you doing this because you know, you know, you you have mummy and daddy issues or. That's a really good point, actually. She's being just like her dad, and she's she's being kind of bitchy when she says that to her, too. I think she's, like, lashing out. It's almost like, are you jealous? Yeah, she's lashing out because I don't think she wants to actually be climbing this this tower. And so she's taking it out on Hunter, and she, she doesn't talk nicely about what Hunter's doing as far as YouTube and stuff like that. Almost like she disrespects the things that she's doing, like the push-up bra and all that. Well, and and that's the thing is, is that you know you could just look at it as a a cool hobby because it kind of mm-hmm. is a cool hobby. But also, you know, so is it really? You know, it's not hurting anybody. So is Becky just jealous too? I mean, the way she comes off, you just don't know if she's really doing it because she's like you said, bitchy and jealous, or if she's really concerned or not. Right. And well, and I don't think she necessarily knows because she can't figure herself out. She's just stopped 
you know, doing this drinking binge and she's climbing a tower. That's, you know, the, one of the highest points in the world. <laughs> and so I don't think she knows what the hell she's doing. So she's just lashing out in general. Yeah, you're right. So she's actually attacking Shiloh, not because she really necessarily cares or feels concerned or whatnot. It's, it's, she's just lashing out. Yeah. Yeah. Like an animal, you know what I mean? I don't, that sounds bad, but it's not how I mean it. <laughs> sure, sure. No, no I, I think uh, people understand if they don't, they can go pound sand. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I have a technical question, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that tower is extremely tall, and the light on top of it is for planes, right? Right, right. If that light had gone out, Right. If they're an alert somewhere, that's what I was that was the big thing I was wondering about the whole time. Because she eventually goes up to that light. Yes. And I'm if they were it. gonna yeah, yeah, if they were gonna do that anyway, then they could have just taken out the light and that might have alerted someone somewhere. Because you would think that that has to have some type of alert system to let people know that, hey, the light's right. out. Right. And that looks <laughs> just like a regular uh you know, light bulb, right? Yeah. 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 And, and and if it's running all the time, um, especially at nighttime, you know, for 12 hours a, 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 every day at the, at the least, um, right. it, that, that'll burn out pretty quick. So if I, I, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be someone that has to check that. You think they'd be checking it daily. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, somehow, you know, <laughs> Maybe it's a secret government thing and they have teleporter teleporters or something because I don't know how else they would do that safely or have not noticed that this thing right. is in really, really bad condition. Well, yeah. and, and perhaps we should talk about when they see people on the floor of the desert and try to get their attention because that's just horrible. Yeah, yeah, you got some cluster bees down there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, well, it, it, it's, it was perfect, too, because they, they actually show the the people perspective of the two people, uh, at least one of the pe- people on the ground. Basically, there's this RV that shows up and is camping out in the middle of the desert near the tower. Um, and they show one of the guys from the RV talking on the phone with someone and based off of how he's talking, uh, whether, whether it's, uh, he owes a, a bookie or a mobster or a drug deal of money. You immediately, we immediately know more than the, the girls on top of the tower that these, these guys are, are what we would call, um, trailer trash. And I was going to say shifty. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know, when, out in the desert. Yeah, because because when when it first showed up, they saw it, and before we saw who these guys were, I thought it was going to be someone like, oh, oh, it's a, it's just like a, a family, uh, you know, out camping on an RV or whatever. But then we immediately find out, yeah, as as you you said, Sean Shifty. Uh, so, yeah, so they're, they're not necessarily uh, quality people. Um, this also makes so me think – I'm sorry this. to cut you off. Yeah, I was just I, no, I was say, all done anyway. Okay. I was going to say this is a point because this happens in real life. 
where people go and do stuff and they don't tell people where they are, that is the absolute worst thing you can do, right? If you're going to do something, then at least have someone who knows you're there so that if you don't come back in 24 hours or whatever, that they get you help. But I mean, this happens in real life because I watch all kinds of mystery where people go missing and stuff and they haven't told people where they were going. And so then there's no effort to search for them until it's way too late. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember there was a, um, there's this New Mexico or Arizona, uh, desert walk. Um, and it's really beautiful. Um, and it's like, you know, it's five miles and whatever, but if you screw up, you you die because there's no water. And and it was a, a family that that happened to like maybe a year ago or you know during COVID it's like you know people are now doing stuff outdoors and instead of and that happened to a family and they they croaked um, and that was just a family and they weren't doing anything dangerous and and they didn't call or let anybody know that they were out there and because they didn't expect that they wouldn't be coming back because you know oh we're just gonna do the five mile like Blair loop. Witch right. Like Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. They're in yeah, the middle of Maryland. a forest in New Jersey. How can we get lost? Yeah, Maryland, actually. Yeah, but yeah, or exactly. Maryland, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was and, thinking New Jersey devil for some reason. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and and yeah, here, here I, I could understand why maybe they didn't tell anybody they were doing this because it's illegal. It's and, illegal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you would think Becky or Shiloh have at least one friend, probably Shiloh anyway, because Shiloh seems to still – be out in the real world and not closeted in a in a her bedroom um would have at least told somebody that hey if uh, i don't if you don't hear from me by you know tomorrow at at 5 p.m then i'm still stuck out in the desert near this tower yeah you know and, and it didn't even do that you know it, like well, in the descent it made descent they actually what happened was is they lied right one of the girls right. lied. the wrong place yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they got trapped because of a cave-in yeah. so they you know they're kind of right screwed. and no one would know where they were right exactly. right now uh, this brings up one more tenuous thing about this the cell coverage now they correct it later on by saying maybe something with the tower is interfering i don't know about correcting but they put that out there but right, right, right. I looked it up because I was curious to what the range is on a cell tower, and it's like 25 miles, and it can reach up to 45 miles, and 2,000 feet is less half of a mile. Um, and they had cell service at the base of the tower. Right, right. So that was really – that was probably the hardest thing for me to go, uh, hmm. yeah, okay, and, I believe that. And you brought that up. <laughs> Barrett, and then you, we, I think that made me think about the fact that there's a sequence where Becky pulls out her cell phone because it's beeping, and she says, oh, it's been 24 hours since we dropped the phone. There's probably no one going to help us. I was impressed that she had her – I'm assuming her phone was running for 24 hours. But she was watching was videos at one point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was hard to believe that their phone didn't croak. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I always buy. Uh, I'm I'm always having like my phone on in the background with YouTube videos while I'm working, and um, by you know noon, I'm I'm already plugging it in to to start recharging it. You right. Know? You know, and this is only four hours later. So yeah, there's no way those cell only, phones. And then the they, only way they you get 24 hours of battery time is if you just bought it yesterday. 
Right, exactly. And, and the thing that's weird, too, is that they even say, oh, we don't have any batteries. I forgot to bring my, my charger, my phone charger. Exactly. You know, you know, and so my portable battery. So to, that kind of made me scratch my head, too. It's like, yeah, how's the battery? And, and like you said, when the alarm goes off 24 hours later, it's like, the phone's still working? Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing. If they didn't turn Wi-Fi off, you know, that thing's constantly looking for it. And, and if you have no cell service, it's constantly looking for that cell service, which drains the battery heavily. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I get the idea of what they're trying to do, but you can see that this is like, again, this is, these are the things that if you shut your brain off, you know, this is fine. But if you're watching it and like, these are little niggling things, right? Yep. And I mean, it doesn't make the movie bad or terrible or anything, but it's just like it takes you out of the moment, I guess, at times. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then they go back to shooting it from so high that you're like, whatever. But that was the other thing I was going to say is like when they're doing the different like drone sequences and stuff where they're showing like the desert around. Oh, and there's yeah. like the one point where there's like a storm in off in the, the one that direction. That was an awesome scene. That storm so awesome. that was just away so from them. Beautiful. Oh my god! Yes. Like these, whatever they're there's whatever's going on, their cinematography excellent. Absolutely for the different and like the, when they do the shoe drop, and you're actually with the shoe as it's falling and it hits yes. something and flips around and like they the choice of shots that they use were really really good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, technically this film was was, was unbelievably well made. Yeah, yeah, actually everything about the film was pretty awesome. It, the only if there's any issues with the film, it's some of the 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 nitpicks that we're pulling out of the script. Yeah, but the acting, the the casting, the special effects. Uh, the cinematography, the editing, uh, you, you know, everything. The, oh, the music. I mean, they even had like cherry pie. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, they, like you said, uh, Sean, they had all these WWE references and stuff. So there was a lot of pop culture stuff. Every, everything about the film was really good. And, and they did all of it on $3 million. Yeah. 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 And that's amazing yeah. because it really looked like they were on a tower that was so high up that I'm just like, you guys are insane. And I, I looked, I, I looked for flaws in the filming yes, exactly. and I could not see any, like when they were hanging off of that thing, I mean, I couldn't see green screening or anything, you know, even in Marvel movies these days, I see that yeah, <laughs> they don't, they don't do a good stuff. job at all in Marvel anymore. No, uh, but this, yeah. I could, it just looked so freaking real. Right. Right. Yeah. The green screens here were, were, were spectacular. You you wouldn't even know it was a green screen. Yeah, when, when she was hanging, when Shiloh was hanging from from the thing to get that cool shot, it looked like she was really hanging from a, a two thousand yeah. foot. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the technical aspects of that are awesome. Like they did an awesome job on that. Yeah. Yeah. So much kudos for no matter what happens with the rest of the stuff, they totally deserve kudos for all of that. Yep. Right, right, and to be honest, I think I think we're all uh, don't think there's there's much much it really issues with the film anyway. So kudos no, to pretty much a, everything. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, any little niggling thing we're picking out is just little things that hit you for a moment and go away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, they're no big deal. 
Yeah. Except yeah, the exactly. vulture thing for me. But anyway. Well, no, I understand that one too. That one was that one was killing yeah. me too because it made yeah. vultures out to be like Rodan or something, you know. Well, and, and, and the thing, uh, the the thing that really um, bothered me the most, if there was anything, was, was the fact that um, you you knew who the survivor girl was, and yeah. so the question was, would they both die? Or would just the one survive? Right. And yeah, I, I exactly. think what what they should have done was have them both live, and and then that would have been I think more more uh, original because that would have been unexpected because we we just watched an hour and forty minutes of a film expecting deaths and no one died and that would have been I think would have been much cooler and also it would have left the two of them at the end deciding what to do with each other after the big twist. Yeah, with themselves right. and each other. Right, it would exactly. still have that, dra- that drama of it at the end. Right, right. We'll, we'll, and because you would have that drama of the twist, and we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but you would also have Shiloh now, has she changed, and what does this do to her and and her sadness and all that? You know, Because w- w- the moment she dies, all that she said her whole social media thing and in the comment about the only reason uh, life is so short and I, I do this to feel alive all that means nothing because she's dead so if she had survived and now that's all out in the open she's at the bottom the the twist is is known between the two girls i think that would have been a cooler ending and and it would have been cool to have, watch a film for an hour and 40 minutes expecting someone to die and no one died. Because yeah, it was that suspenseful with... that no one died. It's like, oh shit, no one died and it was that suspenseful. You know? I agree, but it was pretty powerful because before she dies, she does t- – you know, Becky figures out that, that something was going on by looking at a video and seeing how Shiloh was looking at her and her new husband together. And the tattoo. And, and the tattoo – and she realized that something had been going on. Um, it's interesting that she caught on to it at that, you know, at that moment is a, it's a weird time to find that out. Um, but I think Shiloh acquitted herself well in how, what she explained and how she talked about it. She didn't act like, Oh, too bad. She felt genuinely sorry for what she had done and she's the one that broke it off, according to her, of course. You know, we don't know that that's true, but we'll we'll say it is. Um, she cared more about her friend than she did about that affair. So I think that was a very powerful moment of the film. And it does, in that sense, it does throw shade on Dan. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it really confirms everything her dad was saying about it. That's, yeah, right? Because so, was he going to even break up with her before they got, you know, after they got married? It didn't sound like it. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, so that I, was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's you know, who knows if? Yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, it, it was inappropriate whether Dan is is really an evil person or not, or, or just uh, a human that fucked up like some people do. I don't know, but right. either well, way, they're young too, right? I mean, they were very young just to even be getting married, and it, I didn't think they were married in the beginning. It took yeah. me a while to figure out that they were married. I thought they were just boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I felt that way, too. It was only after, like, 
uh, uh, after she ta- started talking to her father, I was like, oh, they were actually married? Oh, I didn't know that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you never know nowadays. I mean, a lot of films, they just have people unmarried living together, and they didn't have any kids. So, it, you know, it, if they were married, it was it was early, um, yeah. especially for the, that, that type of folk, because they seemed like they, they were they were married young, so you figure they were going to have a family and all that stuff. Um, but... Um, yeah, so the twist is basically the fears. We, we said, uh, I love you, uh, one, four, three. So basically, uh, Dan would, would do like a, um, um, tap on, 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 uh, Becky, uh, one, and then tap another four and then tap a number three. And that would be, I love you for the, the letters and, and the words, I, one word. So that's one, love, four, and you, three. So one, four, three. And then what happened was, is uh, um, Shiloh, uh, I guess he was doing that to her as well, and she actually tattooed that on her foot. And she um, lost her shoe at this point, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she, t- she took it off uh, because they used it to, basically, they, they were, she sent a message on her phone for help to her 60,000 uh, YouTube listeners or viewers, and so they were going to drop it. So because at the bottom of the the tower, they had cell service. So if the phone landed, it would automatically send the message when it got to the ground. And so they hoped that if they wrapped the phone up in enough things, when it fell, it wouldn't um, break. So they put it in Shiloh's bra and they wrapped it in her bra and then they stuff it in one of Shiloh's shoes hoping that would be enough to uh i guess brace the 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 fall of the phone but of course no one comes so they expect the phone must have cracked and the thing is is when since she took off her shoe which was the one that was used to put the phone in to with the bra to throw it down to the tower hoping the message would be sent her foot is bare and and on the on her foot is the tattoo one four three and that immediately is suspicion like uh oh you had an affair with my husband mm-hmm. so yeah that that's not good my best friend was banging my my husband or future husband my fiance that's that's not good not good at all she takes it better than i would have expected though yeah, what? But she you know, seems really thoughtful about it. Like she's thinking about it the whole time. And right, and she's I like not. That. For, she's not forgiving either. I mean, she's either going to be two things. One, she was going to be "fuck you," or she was going to go, uh, "Oh, okay, I forgive you." But she didn't. She was like you said, thoughtful, just like in total shock. And she can't forgive, but she can't flip out either. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, for a second, yeah. I wondered if she would push her off. Ooh, that would have been yeah, that would have been out of character. But yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a horror film, kind of sort of. So it could have happened. Um, yeah, so so that was the the big twist, um, and it kind of makes both characters even more sad in a sense, you know, because they're or both I guess like, more human, right? Like you yeah. understand that like they have well, strengths can... and frailties, and it showed yeah. how strong their friendship was. Yeah. Well, and like Shiloh even says, remember she like she's talking about like before everything gets revealed about how when she's talking to like when she's starting to talk about the loss when they're throwing the ashes out 
just before they throw the ashes out, uh, where she's talking about how it was so hard. And so she left and she oh. apologized for not being strong enough to support Becky. For yeah. That time. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Cause that's, yep. that's an awareness, right? It's hard to take that uh, ownership over those choices and decisions. Right. Yeah. And yeah. be able to say that you, you made, you made, this is why I made the decision, but it's not right. And yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, for folks who are curious, yeah, yeah what happened was um, one of the reasons uh, Shiloh was able to get Becky to come and do this crazy trip was to throw her, the husband's ashes off the top of the, the tower, uh, doing something that um, the husband used to love doing, which was climbing uh, crazy heights. And so that's what they were going to – that was one of the, the ways to get uh, Becky to go. Um so uh what else we want to talk about uh anything else on the on uh your your uh list of discussion topics that have well been then we, we need to go then to the next twist that comes right because we oh, have yeah, a situation right. where the ba- the the bag when uh Becky fell she had the bag the backpack which fell into the whatever the i can't think of the, the, a radio uh radio, the radio dish. dish thing and yeah. so it's stuck there and that has their water and yeah. has the drone i believe so they need to find a way to get it and the rope isn't long enough to be able to to get down there or right, reach right. it right and yep. so then that's when shiloh makes the choice to sacrifice and say that she'll go down and get the stuff and then, you know, bring her back up. And yeah, then you have that whole sequence. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. To go, what's to go about that? So that was an interesting scene because when when she jumps to the the tower, I mean, the, the radio dish, and let's go with a rope, I immediately said, there's no way she's going to be able to grab that rope again. Why did she do no. that? <laughs> so what I think they should have done at this point was – have Becky untie the rope and lower it a little bit so yes. so Shiloh could grab it and then um either retie it a little lower or let it go so Becky lets it go to Shiloh and Shiloh has it and maybe even go down to the bottom from the dish. I was thinking the exact same thing. And then she could have just walked to the friggin' diner and got help, and then Becky would have been down within a half hour. I still don't think there would have been enough. Yeah, I don't think there was enough rope. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that they probably had at least 250 feet of ladder, and I'm just estimating from what it looked like because they went to that first base and then it was the outside ladder. But that was probably like the top third of the tower, maybe less than a top third. So right. didn't they say it was two hundred feet? Something I don't like remember that, them yeah. saying, but yeah. So it was probably it was more than what two rope lengths would have gotten you. Yeah. yeah okay. They would have just been hanging there. Which, eh. Right. So. Uh, but you know what else they could have done was is that Becky could have just stayed at the top and Shiloh could have just stayed on the dish. And then Shiloh 
could well, but again, she eventually would have had to get the water up to Becky. But Shiloh could have done done the the um the drone from there, right? Oh, but but the drone wouldn't have made it because it was already out of power, but, and, which is kind of weird. The drone had no power, but the cell phones had plenty of power. It doesn't make any sense. That, that was a big picture yeah. there. Um, so yeah, all that they could do was have Becky and Shiloh climb back up. I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess Shiloh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they could have just split, and one one was on the dish, and one was at the top. But I, I, again, though, I don't know if you could fall asleep on the dish without falling to your death. So maybe she. Well, had I think to there's a. Up. She could hook to the ladder, though. I think because there's the ladder piece was still like a small ladder piece was right. still by the dish, so she could have maybe locked a leg or something in there, and maybe had. I, I just I didn't think that that dish was going to last very long. Like right, when I right. thought when she hit it, I thought for sure that was going to be gone because it didn't look right. that sturdy. So, <laughs> or at least to take that kind of weight, right? So, yeah, yeah, right, but, right. And so then you get the point where she's trying to attach the bag to the rope, and then she uses that extension piece and hooks it to the rope. Yeah. And then she's like, "I'm going to jump to this, right? And then you need to pull me up." And somehow she makes it and then she's being pulled up and making her way up with her one barefoot and her converse on the other foot. And just as she gets to the point where she needs to try and make that jump to the lat, that remaining piece of the ladder is when she falls. Yeah. And she falls because what was it? Her, she couldn't get a grip with her. her Yeah. She lost her footing or whatever. And then that's when she falls. And then so you get it from part of her fall and then it goes switches to Becky. Yeah, and so Becky's you're just waiting for her, you know, for her perspective. So you don't really see what happens. And then there's that like pause and then, Oh no, I, I grabbed the bag. Pull me up. Right. My hands are really messed up. I can't climb. So you're going to have to pull me all the way. And somehow she comes back up and then they have more talkie talkie. And, right. and it's, it's not until yeah. later on that you find out that, Becky was dead the whole time. Real. I mean, Shiloh yeah, was dead the whole time. Shiloh's dead yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and and it's interesting too because the the mirage of thinking Shiloh was still alive, because you know you wonder why isn't Shiloh doing this or why isn't Shiloh doing that, and having her quote unquote hands all ripped up from from the fall and holding onto the rope and burning them prevents her from doing anything. So. So it makes sense that when Shiloh and Becky are together and we're assuming Becky's actually seeing Shiloh and Shiloh's actually there when she really isn't, it makes sense that Shiloh can't do much because her hands are all ripped up. And this is the thing going back to the WWE references because there's a point where Shiloh is telling her she can't go to sleep. And then she says, remember your WWE, you know, who were the guys that you liked back in the day? And so Becky starts naming off the, the people and yep. then she's trying to figure out the name for uh, Cactus Jack, McFoley's uh, other character, which was Mankind. And yep. Shiloh says it. And yep. then Becky's like, wait a minute, you didn't like wrestling. Right. And that was like a like when you I watch hinge. it a second time, yeah. Yeah. that's where, like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. So there's right. something really wrong here. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and, and then um, when, she, when Becky is, is trying to charge the, the phone, 
or, or the drone, I should say, and Shiloh's singing the Cherry Pie song from from uh, Warrant. Um, that was all imagination as well. And there's points too where she's asking uh, Shiloh if she wants to have water. She's like, "No, no, we need to ration it." Right, right, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of hints if you watch it the second time around. You know, Shiloh was never there. She and and, and then you also hear the thump of her hitting. Yeah. You know, but you don't know that uh, because again, we're not looking at her perspective. We're looking at. Um, uh, Becky's perspective, right? And so Becky just can't believe that or, or or handle the fact that she's alone as well as her friend's dead as well as she kind of indirectly killed her friend as well because she was holding on to the rope and, and when Becky lost her grip, she lost the grip of the rope and all this other stuff too. So yeah, And she's getting attacked by the evil vulture. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. The checkoff vultures. <laughs> so, yes. but yeah, so, so she gets up to the top of the tower thing. He pulls out the bulb, right. charges the phone using her ring because she needed a little piece of metal. Well, it wasn't was even the phone, right? It was. It They're was not the, the phone, was, the drones, but the drones. Yeah, the she charges the drone, yeah. but she needed to use the wedding ring that she had pulled out earlier. That's right. Be the the piece of metal too, so that she could actually do the charging. Yeah, and then charges it up, and then heads on down, and is going to do the drone. And so you get the drone sequence where she's getting the drone, 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 <laughs> by the semi-trailer truck. Yeah, yeah, that was so kind of weird that that she had the drone on the road instead of on the side of the road. I guess you don't want to think of it, but I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it. Like, I don't know if you want to have it in the road. You would think you would want it on the side of the road, like 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 you know, if you were walking the side of the road or riding a bicycle on the side of the road, you know, or or at least but, fly it to the diner. You're like right by the diner. Like, yeah. You know, the the only thing I would think though, and I was wondering about this too, is that even if someone had saw the note, would yeah. they have thought that was real, or would they have thought it was a hoax and not actually done oh. anything? Well, I would say that there's still a good percentage chance that someone may take a look or give it to call the police and say, I got this note, but you're right. There's a, there's a 40, you know, I'm just throwing a, a percentage. There's a 30% yeah. chance that they would just toss it and not even think about it and say, Oh, this is a hoax. And say, damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what would they do with the drone too? It's like, we have this drone now. It's like, we <laughs> now we have a, now we have a drone, but you don't have the, <laughs> you don't have the control, but you don't have the control. Wow. So, so it, it depends on who or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it depends on who you, who, who would have got it. To, you know yeah yeah so but yeah so anyways the point is is that the drone's destroyed now yeah so it didn't and the matter. truck driver gets out does like doesn't do anything goes back into the truck and so she's like look 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 and then he drives off right so right, right. the note's just in the middle of the road with the destroyed drone right and then she's right. like basically what do i do now yeah so so um, what happened originally was the, the two guys in the RV, the bad guys, the, you know, the scummy guys, they basically just steal Hunter's car truck. Yeah. yeah, and and leave leave them up on the tower, and and they're gonna probably use that to pay off the the, the bookie, um, and then the truck driver just drives away 
kind of makes sense. I mean, he just sees a, a crumpled bunch of crap in the road. It's like, what the fuck did I hit? It's not, well, it's not, not a, a human. So I guess I can move on, you know? And so he leaves that. So yeah, now she's stuck up there with no, nothing. Right. I mean, no, anything. Except so. her buddy, the evil vulture who's yeah. flying around. <laughs> Yeah. And so you get that Misun- sequence for misunderstood. Oh. The misunderstood vulture. Misunderstood vulture. Yeah. <laughs> um right, so yeah, right, so right. you get the sequence where she's at the end now where she's like she does the fake out where she pretends she's dead to the the evil vulture and the evil vulture comes in and starts pecking at her and then she murders the vulture and uses that for sustenance. <laughs> and then she eats the raw meat. <laughs> uh, that, that, I'm like again, vultures are cringe. eat are eat carrion, so that really has to be healthy for her. Um, <laughs> maybe down the road or something, but and then so then the sequence is basically where she ends up having to go to the ending up getting down to the dish where uh, Shiloh's dead body is, and realizing that she's got to use the trick with the phone. She makes that video for her dad, and then takes the shoe puts the the phone in there and then shoves the the shoe into Shiloh's body in the that the gaping wound and then pushes Shiloh's body off the dish so that the the body will hit the ground and because it's in her body I guess it's going to be cushioned enough that right. the phone will still work when it hits the ground right and then, I, I and then that's when I, I do like how at least no matter how indignant or, or disgusting or, or or disrespectful it is to, to do what she does to that body, um, I do like the fact that they wrote into the screenplay that she felt bad and felt and, and apologized to the, to her friend and all this other stuff when she did it. Well, and this is another thing that I was thinking because, again, I was waiting for that dish because it didn't look like it was that supportive, right? No. I was waiting for, like, when she was on there, so you have two bodies on there. I was waiting it would be just, like, both, like, it just falls then and they're both just gone. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's how we end the show then. <laughs> well, but, I like how they, they didn't really even show how she got down. She's just down. Yeah, by just, the time she's down and then... <laughs> I mean, you know a helicopter had to get her off because that's really the only way they could have gotten her down. Uh, yeah, that would have been one hell of a rescue uh, for Q. So, yeah, I, no, I, I'm sure as what there were towers. You know, there are towers like that, and so something inspired this. But like nobody had a system. Nope. I mean, it's. I guess you you like. How did you build this thing and not have? The light bulb was going to go out eventually, right? How the hell did you change that light bulb? Oh, that's exact. I brought that up, Mike, while you were gone. Uh, I asked, you know, that thing is there for planes. Don't they have some type of alert system that lets them know if that burns out? <laughs> no. Nope. I mean, well, not only, well, not only that, but I mean, it, it's like, even if there's an alert system, how the hell did you replace it? Right, right. <laughs> well, just, yes. <laughs> They they so lower someone the, on a on a helicopter and he unscrews that and screws in the new bulb. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean that's that, that's and I guess okay. So let's say they go. It's like, I mean that's a hell of a house call, right? That's um yes. <laughs> and they had an incandescent bulb too. We were talking yes. about that as well. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, is that what what I, I mean to have that those ladders be that badly in disrepair to have a bulb that they have to change every, probably monthly, you would think or whatever. I mean, it's just weird that the whole thing was just weird. You would think it would be solar. Yes. Something at least. Well, it's, old. It's, I mean, pretty, it's really old. So I can see it having what it had, but they still had to have a plan to change that light bulb. <laughs> yeah, right. I would think so. Yeah. Unless they just sacrifice people. Yeah, to do sacrifice it. it to the metal god. Right. <laughs> 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 that's a whole other movie. That's the, the spinoff we can watch. And I'm not the light bulb changer of the place they don't maintain that the screws are falling out of the ladder. The <laughs> no. in the sky or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a so, lot of screws coming out too. That. Like people's gotta you gotta be careful. Don't be shaking that ladder too much. Well, and that did kind of it went a little overboard in the amount of ladder that went away too, because those two screws, the bolts that fell out caused a massive chain reaction that <laughs> tore the whole ladder off of that thing without actually harming the metal post at all. So it's like it completely fell apart, like, you know, Tinker Toys. So the post something. must be adamantium or something. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny that the two screws are enough to take out the, that whole portion of ladder. <laughs> You need, to, you need to come up with a better design feature. Yeah, I would have preferred if it had gone a certain distance and stopped, like not the whole ladder had fallen off. Um, that would have felt more believable to me. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to amp the, the difficulty factor yeah. for it. So They definitely did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and that's pretty much the the, the wrap-up of the film, because when she kicks, unfortunately, uh, Shiloh's body off, it was enough to prevent the body from, uh, I mean, the, the phone from crash-breaking. And when it hit the ground, the body hit the ground, um, the message is sent, and people come to rescue her. Um, but... I still uh, wonder if a body would have been enough to keep that phone from being destroyed. Yeah. But yeah, and, okay. and, and, again, it's one of those small things where I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but well, it's and, okay. And the, well, and the phone would, wouldn't, would be already out, out of power by then anyway. Right. Because, exactly. because this yeah. is now like, like, like four, almost 40 hours or something. Right. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I was assuming that they were, cause the phone, not the phone, the, the, the ladder fell not long after they'd gotten to the top of the tower. So I yep. assumed that they they were conserving power with the phone. So I I, I didn't have too much difficulty with she that. She was watching videos on the phone that she had at the end. Right during the night, she's watching videos. All right. Yeah, and, and Barrett had a good point about you know they're trying to get cell service, so she left it on roaming the entire time. Right, and which means it's drawing battery later, like right? crazy. All right, and and then, then twenty four hours later. The phone alarm goes off, and she said, I, I put it on so we'll know that we're stuck here for 24 hours. Maybe so she was the, hallucinating that she was watching videos. 
Maybe. <laughs> no, because that's what, real brought, that, that's what made her realize her friend had had a thing with her husband. Right. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, the, well, similar to like when we watch those uh, movies, uh, found footage movies, and, and the the cam, cam, cam quarter is still working, you know, 48 hours later and it should have yeah. been dead. You know, one of those types. Still of more real than Thor's hammer in the movie. <laughs> There you go. Uh, let's see. Anything else uh, we wanted to bring up? Yeah. So we, she kind of, I guess the ending is, is that she is going to wake up out of her stupor um, and maybe go get psych- psychiatric help or something. I would never um, climb again. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the two yeah. closest humans in my life have just died from climbing. No. Yeah, well, this- here's the thing. Like, if you ever have like a oh, that like, like a little shit session or gonna, like, well, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? And watching my husband fall to his death is like at best number three. Right. <laughs> After I I I I killed and ate raw vulture. Yeah, yeah. And number one, I took a, sh- a phone and stuck it in a shoe and stuck it inside the corpse of my best friend. <laughs> and they <laughs> kicked the body off. off a 2,000-foot tall tower. Well, does the friend's death come before or after him? Because I think she would become before, because I think they kind of made up by the end of this. Um, well, and, and she would always hate her ex-her dead husband now because she found out he was total, totally full of shit. Well, and that's what that's what I think. Think Mike is saying. Number one is, is he. She, Mike said that would be the third was the the husband. So number one is right. is kicking the body of her dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with, with the phone stuck in the gut. Well, I kind of just yeah. considered that different than watching the friend die. <laughs> no, I didn't get to the two I weirdness. Was, <laughs> I, I just, it, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I just think I think just, I just think sticking the phone inside the friend's body would be the the, the weird. Yeah, and, and then weird. I don't think it's right. Stick it into a sneaker, which is stick into the body. Yeah, and then and then just the grossness of of disrespecting your friend's body that you've known for your whole life or whatever, and then just kicking it off or or, or pushing it off to get it splat even further. I was wondering if she was going to. I would have no problem with that. No problem with that. After she after she <laughs> eaten the, after she did the vulture, I was wondering. I was like, oh, is she feeling peckish? Oh, uh, <laughs> I need more food, and humans probably better than vulture. <laughs> Vulture's a little gamey. Yeah, um, she's, she's part of the the Chilean soccer team or whatever the hell they were. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. It's no. Yeah. I mean, my my question was, and it, it would require way more math than I was willing to do when I watched this last night. Was uh, was terminal velocity? You know that you know. Because of air resistance, you know, an object can only fall so fast. You stop accelerating. Right. Um, and lighter objects, you know, have, you know, less mass to overcome the air resistance. So they have a slower terminal velocity than the heavier object. Right. So I'm pretty sure, like, the shoe with the phone in it probably has a better chance, lower terminal velocity than the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the shoe and the body in the, right, in the front of the body. Yeah. But so I don't like I said I have no idea you know if that would work or not. Um, right. But again, that's sort of those of all the implausible things that could happen. 
right. um, in, to, in, in, in a film. It's like, I could, maybe it shouldn't have worked, but I can totally buy that it might. Right, exactly. Right. Right. Well, this they, is where they, we need they Mythbusters. Show, they, they show the right Mythbusters, but we, <laughs> they, they show them throwing the, the other three shoes or other two shoes or whatever it was um, at the the, the bums. <laughs> That's the guy, <laughs> right? And, and and those didn't really seem like they they hit the ground that hard. So Mike, maybe one right. hit the metal, right? Bounced right off the metal. Yeah. So may, maybe maybe it would have been. Yeah, but at the, that point, being on the the dish, she could have just tossed the the shoe, her friend's shoe, Becky's. I mean, Shiloh's shoe, and I don't know. It was what it is. Or made a little parachute for the shoe so it could fly down with the parachute. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or why didn't why didn't they do the the drone carrying the phone? down right that would have been that would that's have all you sense. had to do you didn't right. even have to bring the, the the drone to the diner you could have just tapped the phone to the fucking drone right. and, and flew the drone Straight to the down. ground Straight done down. <laughs> done and everything solved and she had the hairband at that point so she could have wrapped yes. it around that exactly yeah or, or or just used her shirt or something you know but so, yeah, that, absolutely. i can say you know when you're in a situation like that you don't necessarily think of the good idea first well, no. especially too late afterwards. Especially yeah. when you're you're you've not eaten, not slept well, and probably had very little to drink. So, yeah, um, I, I could totally understand them missing some obvious. Let me ask you this: when when the they dropped the first phone, when Becky Shiloh was still alive, had they already dropped the the sack? Had the sack already fallen? It fell right away because every yeah. you know right. yeah right. it so, fell right so they, down they to that spot. All right, so they couldn't use the drone at that point. Right, okay. Yeah. once she gets the drone, she could have done it that way. That's right. That's yeah. Was, that's all she had to do. Yeah. But at that point, like Mike said, she is not doing well. She's right. been right. sick because her leg is cut. Yeah. And she's not like even her face. They made her look good for sick. Like I yeah, they did. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 then she had she had a uh, Rodan circling around her. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not much she can do. So, yeah. More uh, anti-vulture propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fake exactly. news. Well, yeah, I don't know exactly. why she just didn't put the the phone on the the vulture and let the vulture fly away. <laughs> Yeah, eventually it's going to go to, down to the ground, right? It might be. It's going to be away from the tower, now. right? So come on. That's right. That's She's got. Right. It'll occupy Rodan, and then she All can right. take some time to meditate or whatever. And I, I was waiting for a Gandalf. Day. I was waiting for a Gandalf moment where the eagle would come and save her. <laughs> well, it looked big enough for her to get on the back of that vulture. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or, or Pegasus to come or something. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, but I I still go with the the drone and the phone. But you're right. I mean, she was already gone. That's the, that's the excuse we're going to use. Put it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it was a bad moment in the film. To, whoops, that was a bogo. Or well, we could just go back to the fact you shouldn't have called the damn tower in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was not. She not. didn't want to. <laughs> well, and and it was also silly that neither of them told anybody. Uh, that if I'm not back in 24 hours, uh, 
have people come or something. But there it is. What it is. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Anything? I was going to say she she hadn't been talking to anybody, right? So no, but but Shiloh, I mean, uh, yeah, Shiloh could have done it. She could have said, yeah, yeah, she, she was still in the real world, right? So she could have had someone come for, her, you know. But but you're right, Becky. She wasn't. She was done. She she was tunnel vision. But but Shiloh should have had a, a message. If I'm not back in 24 hours, this is where I'm at. Send the cops. Anyway. Or Gandalf, uh, whichever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, anyone else have anything else on their agenda that they wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about? Well, I'll just say that, I, I mean, and both my wife and I uh, felt the same way, which is that I neither of us really like the, the twist of the, the friend being dead. Sure. sure. Um, and it's it just, it's a trope that I don't particularly care for the yeah, it was like forty-seven uh, meters down. That's the exact same thing, I think, right? Well, it's not that. It's the 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 hallucinating the person for however many hours, right? Right, right. Um, and just carrying on a conversation. Yeah, I guess you know. I'm sure she's mentally cracking up, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it kind of a cheat, I guess. Yeah. It feels. I feel. It just. It's not. A, it's not a thing I particularly like. You know, the idea that the the hallucination of a person is 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 that kind of real and convincing and convincing to the person and i never got the sense like this was a point of view character right so when you talk like about an unreliable narrator right right um because the film mostly felt um you know like third person omniscient sort of rather than a first person perspective right right um so that that that's just us, and it's just like for me, it's just a personal peeve that I I'm not fan of that gimmick. But I think that for what they did, uh, for reasons that you you mentioned, like the um, uh, the wrestling, right? I, I did, by the way, for someone who's who's a fan of wrestling, I am not a fan of of wrestling in general. Uh, I know next to nothing about wrestling, and yet I knew every person that they're talking about yeah, yeah so i was like if you're if you want to make it's like did you do any homework could you have pulled out somebody right as, March, a, yeah. as a wrestler that that like that's sort of like that oh you know not that i like gatekeepers in, in a fandom or something but and so it's like, oh i love professional wrestling oh yeah well who's your favorite wrestlers and they pull out like you know two of the most famous wrestlers in the last 30 years it's like all they needed was hulk hogan you know and it's like okay it's like you're not a real wrestling fan. You just like have seen the action figures on the stand. Pull out somebody, somebody weird, somebody like exotic that I think a wrestling fan would have appreciated. Does that make yeah, any sense? I mean, I I, yeah. I I agree with you, but I, I mean, I did watch wrestling during the time period of Mankind and The Rock. So to me, it you know it kind of hit a chord. But they seem kind of young for that. <laughs> Well, I'll just say she's making it out to be a fan. It's like, come on, give her, give her a little personality here. It's like, well, I really like music. Well, who's your favorite? Well, I love the Beatles. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> you know, it's like I go go for something that's super cheap and easy. It's like it's uh, give her something unique. Give her something find. Like I said, I don't know wrestling, so but it's so when I so to me when they pull out a character that I know, 
and not only that I know that like anybody who doesn't give a shit about wrestling is still going to know who they are. Right. Did anybody catch oh. that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in his vehicle had a stone cold bobblehead? Yes. No. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, when she named stone cold, I'm like, okay, well, at least there's a tie there. I'm assuming her dad must have taught her about the attitude error or something, but because, because like you mentioned, Barrett, they did seem a little bit young for actually being old enough to appreciate the Attitude Era or be right. living in the Attitude Era at that time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like I know I was in my early twenties when that yep. was taking place. So, uh, and they don't look like they're in their forties. And it right. was classic. I mean, that time period was classic with the Rock and Mankind. But they're, yeah, they, so they definitely yeah, don't. Sure. Yeah, they don't look old enough to have been a part of that. I mean, it's not right. to say that they didn't watch stuff after, but they, I do not think they were actually active during that actual period. Right. So, I mean, that could be a situation where it was her dad got her into watching the the, the, the wrestling or whatever, but yeah, so. Right. Yeah, the, the, the only way, uh, unless, you know, they, they had like videos of or something, you know, but yeah, that's a, that's a really fair point. Um. Yeah, that, no, that's a really good point. Um, let's see, what else? Um, anything else anybody had on their agenda they wanted to bring up that uh, we haven't brought up yet? Anything? Covered on my end. Yeah, pretty much here, too. Uh, what about you, Mike? Well, I will say my favorite shot of the film um, was probably when she, they're up top. She looks down and sees the vultures circling below. Um, which was just always a neat because we were all used to that. Oh, look, people stuck in the desert. They look above the vultures are circling. You know, we've seen that. Just so I thought it was a neat twist to put the vultures, which we're so used to seeing up high, circling below like sharks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just a neat change. Um, it just it just really sold just how high up they were. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I forgot. I had one thing I forgot to mention because I talked with you about this fell offline was, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember who's watched Chernobyl Diaries, but there's yeah. the actress Olivia Dudley who was in that. She and she or Virginia reminded me a lot of her. They actually look pretty similar too when you actually see pictures. So, and it kind of gave me a, a, that kind of a vibe too, because I mean, they're, it's like they're doing almost like adventure tourism or urban exploring stuff, climbing crazy stuff. And so I kind of give me a vibe of that, too. Yeah, and that, that, that's a fair uh, point. Um, they they kind of had the same vibe. And, and it was the and Chernobyl Diaries technically is kind of another film just like this, too, when you think about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, people getting stuck in a spot where no one knows they're there and uh yeah they screwed up uh same type of type characters you know, the blonde uh and stuff so yeah no, no there's a, a little vibe there absolutely um just as a general rule you don't want to leave a, a useless 2000 foot tall tower just sitting there <laughs> but they had a some... sign on the gate <laughs> 
Yeah, because some some dumbass will will try to climb it. Well, that's the thing. If if it's if you if you need if you need to put a sign up, maybe don't don't consider not not doing the thing, right? Especially when it's, it's outlived its usefulness. Right, right, right. It was one day away from retirement. <laughs> um, anything else anybody wanted to bring up? Well, I would say I've I've heard of so, you know, being pissed on from a great height, but you know this one I think really, yeah, really really, really, really took that literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? Anyone? All right. Uh, so since we recorded about over two hours, uh, we'll probably just have to go straight to wrap up. Uh, rather than what we've been watching or anything, which is fine. We, you know, we had a, more discussions than we thought. So uh, let's give our uh, final thoughts. But uh, before we do, uh, Mike, uh, we just wrapped up a podcast about a Marvel TV show. Uh, yeah, that was She-Hulk, uh, Avenger of the Law, based on the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe TV series on Disney+, Plus, She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law. Uh, which we covered because you are apparently the world's biggest She-Hulk fan. Um, and uh, I just like comic books. I don't know why the other two guys here did it. Um, but yeah, we had fun with it uh, for all the, I don't know, complaints some people had with it. Um, we liked it. And if you liked it and you want to give us a listen, please do that. All right. Sounds good. And uh, Sean, uh, well, we just wrapped up another podcast about uh television series on HBO Max? That would be a Decimation of Dragons, a House of the Dragon podcast that we just wrapped up, which was a fantastic season and many enjoyable episodes to watch and many enjoyable listens from our episodes that we did to listen to. So uh, looking forward to season two in 2024, I guess. All right, sounds good. And uh, Barrett? Uh, me and you, among rotating co-hosts, are about to restart up another podcast. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Yes, we will. We have some things we're going to do in the next uh, couple months, uh, so look out for that. Indeed. And uh, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric are about to restart up another podcast, uh, probably uh, early December. Sure. That's uh, Cinema a la carte, where uh, you and I and the... Uh, Absent Eric, we take turns watching films that are not horror films or dark discussions films. Uh, and I think uh, I'm up next uh, and have been uh, kind of up next for a few months now. And we have not gotten around to covering that. But we watch a variety of films. We've watched uh, animation. We've watched drama. We've watched science fiction. You know, So we've watched uh, 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 crime thrillers, I think. You know, so we've watched a variety of things. We haven't had, we don't have a whole lot of episodes out. It's basically a, when we're not having another, anything else to do, we're doing this to fill up our time a little bit. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, all right, so uh, let's give our final thoughts on this film here. So uh, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, this may be one of my favorite uh, films of the year. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, not not uh much to it but um a lot of interesting aspects about the characters unlike a lot of films that uh have characters with demons uh this one uh actually 
uh, I could relate to more than than rolling my eyes with some of the other films that have had uh, similar type of things. Uh, so yeah, I, I give it a big thumbs up, and uh, I enjoyed it a whole lot. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Mike. Yeah, I, I think it's a really well made film. Uh, I, I appreciate that um, it didn't go through too cheap a route. I, my wife and I both figured out the the, the, the twist about the friend pretty fast, um, having the affair. But I think they handled it in a manner that felt weirdly right. Um, that it yeah it caused a flummox, but didn't like nobody tried to murder each other over it which is where I was kind of half expecting them to go. Um, but it just, it's a, it's a solid thriller. I don't think it overstays its welcome, even though it's an hour and 45 minutes of, uh, of those hour and 45, I would say an hour and 15 of it, maybe of them stuck at the top of the tower. Um, yeah. So I, I think they, they made good use of the, the premise. Right. Um, so I give it a high recommend. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Bert. Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Um, any niggling little things were just things to talk about that um, were little bothers, but nothing that made me dislike the film. Um, it was spectacularly filmed and really well acted. All the characters were very believable, and all of the high-up stuff was very believable. So, yeah, it's a great film to watch. Highly recommend it. All right, sounds good. And uh, Mr. Sean? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really a fun uh, popcorn movie for sure. Uh, probably one of the more enjoyable ones for this year. Uh, I would say that it was beautifully shot, lots of different clever um, perspectives used, and lots of points where it, you're having a hard time trying to find the, the green screen in what uh, efforts they were shooting. So really, uh, really top notch for that. I thought the, the cast was fine for a very, very small cast. And uh, I mean, aside, like Barrett said, you know, there's things that you can certainly pick out, but assuming you can turn off your brain or whatever for all the different questions, a pretty enjoyable movie to, to uh, go through. All right. Sounds good. So uh, once again, uh, this is a, Film called Fall, F A L L, available for VOD rental at this point, uh, wherever rentals are available, uh, at least in the US and, and Canada. Uh, films directed by Scott Mann, stars Virginia Gardner, Grace Carolyn Curry, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, the film is getting uh, excellent reviews, and uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, I guess with all that stated, Mike, why don't you do this one? Uh, well, thanks once again for listening to the Dark Discussions podcast, and in this case, our coverage of the movie Fall. Uh, tune in next week when we'll be talking about something else. <laughs>